Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull. All right, well, uh, I'm circumcised, boys. Oh, and I have a mental image of your penis. Is it circumcised? In yeah, the it's circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> Before, I didn't know. So I, I'd be like, what? I don't know that it's Bo's penis in my head. They cut a piece of my dick off. Oh, <laughs> I'll never get it back. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Good evening, or good day, depending on when you are listening to this, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, random topics, unrehearsed conversation, and quality reviews. Uh, my name is Michael Hodgins, and I'm one of your three hosts on this lovely podcast, along with Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello, Michael. Hello, GBB listeners. A pleasure and to be here, as always. <laughs> you cut me off on the Crofton Steers introduction. Hello, Crofton. Hey, Michael. Hey, GBB listeners. It's me, Crofton. In- enthusiasm. Yes. Ho- hopefully that enthusiasm will carry over to the topic once it's announced. <laughs> I'm sure it will, Michael. I'm enthused about all our topics. It'll be a super boring one that you'll have to be, you'll be like, oh. There's no boring topic, Michael. I believe they all have some sort of value to offer us and our listeners. <laughs> You're doing the radio voice now. Yeah, That's we, we, we've, we've received uh, like public service announcement, Crofton, or you know, if you were a Barbie doll and you had a certain theme to your packaging, you would be, um, you know, officer friendly, Crofton, right now, because. You're like officer friendly. I'll take that. Yeah. I'm officer friendly today. And officer friendly is looking forward to evaluating another topic, judging the world one topic at a time and handing out demerits to the shitty topics. Um, yes. <laughs> you stumped Michael. He's like, oh. <laughs> I don't, well, that's, that's true. It's a good uh, rehash of what are, are you guys feeling good today? Yes. I know Crofton is. Bo, you said you were headachey. Um, I was headachey today, and I took a nice afternoon nap, which was amazing. And I am starting to feel better. So, um, yeah. And you had caffeine. I did. Although I had caffeine this morning, and <laughs> and that didn't help at that time. And I took a shower. I went for a walk. I sang myself lullabies. None of it seemed to correct the mistake happening in my brains. Um, but after a bit, bit of sleep, uh, it seems to have passed. I feel like... Our listeners have now a good window into your life. Like through this episode and all the previous podcasts, I think they could put together your daily routine quite well. <laughs> Which is wake up, get a headache, and take a nap and sleep the rest of the day. <laughs> Pretty much. Then get up and record a podcast and then play some video games and go to bed. If they if they release that Oculus Rift VR thing at one point, if that ever happens, they should release the Bo Schwartz experience, which would be a life a day in the life of Bo. I think it would sell well. Maybe they should. But on speaking of the Bo Schwartz experience, the good, bad, or bullshit experience. This is a horrible segue. Uh, we got an, we got a pretty good email uh, on the subject of circumcision. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear, if this is the first time you listen to this show, we did circumcision as a topic a few episodes back. That's right. We got it. We got a this good, is contextual. We got a good response to it, so um, be sure to stick around uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, you know, check that out. We're going to be talking about it a little bit later. Interesting. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, there was. It was an interesting letter. But uh, maybe we should get out the old uh, random topic generator and get a topic going for this episode. I've got it here, ready to go. Sweet. All right, Mike, uh, pull the chain, please. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Officer Friendly is going to give you demerit points for breaking the noise ordinance. Uh, Man, we need to get like a catalytic converter or something for this thing. I say this all the time, but anyways. I take your word for it. The topic today is tattoos. Tattoos. Sweet. See, that's a topic. There, There we go. Not all topics are created equal. (laughs) <laughs> you like this thought, better than other ones? Wait a second. Didn't you say all topics were Let's forget great? what I said. This is a good one. <laughs> okay, let's start with the obvious. Do either of you guys have tattoos? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> okay. That's Bo Crofton. You don't have tattoos. How, why do you say that so knowingly? Because you're like, you're, you're not the tattoo type for sure. He's <laughs> like, that. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Look, if any of my previous verdicts on the music, the rock music being too loud, the bass being too <laughs> annoying, and all that sort of thing, I think I, if I haven't, you know, telegraphed Painted yourself back, enough of a square already, <laughs> then this is this will be the the icing on the cake. No, I do not have a tattoo. I also have no tattoos. So. You know, if we have any listeners with tattoos, they're probably going to be like, why are these people talking about this? What a lame bunch of podcasting people. No tattoos. Look, my brother has a tattoo. And, <laughs> and he, Sorry, I laughed because I know what it is. <laughs> so he got the tattoo. He was dating a girl who had lots of tattoos. And then I guess he was kind of like, yeah, tattoos are kind of cool. He rides a motorcycle and all that. And I guess he wanted to be like... Fitting in a great speed. reason to get a tattoo. Um, So he got like... Uh, a tattoo of a what was it a skeleton grim reaper holding a piston for like an engine and screaming like screaming wind out of its mouth and uh, i was like huh uh, and i was like well, why did you choose that he's like well you know i like working on cars and stuff i'm like so the, the grim reaper always oh, holding the piston i'm like okay i get it and then uh, i didn't really get it though and then uh, <laughs> when he was in thailand he had a pirate ship added to the bottom so now it looks like the grim reaper is like a ghostly figure emerging from this pirate ship and i was like okay so he has that for life now on his, on his arm it's for life right yeah yeah it, it is i i mean there are it can be removed op- there are right? operations in, in which you can remove it but one of that size like when they talk about tattoos being removed it's normally some girl's name or something on your bicep maybe but like a full arm or a full shoulder Tattoo would be very difficult to to remove. Normally, what you see is people will correct a tattoo that they don't like by kind of like expanding it. You know how he had the ship added. You could <laughs> potentially do other things like to make you know. Yeah, poor Richard, we're we're really laughing. About oh, his whatever. Tattoo. I made fun of him. His tattoo <laughs> to his face. I mean, now you're making. I just I just 
I just want to say, like, you know, maybe it wasn't the most tasteful, eclectic choice of tattoo, but you got to respect, like, well, look, you know, this, someone's interests and art. This, arts, this would bring up. It's kind of insulting. Well, right? okay, not to be continue insulting my brother, I suppose, and maybe all <laughs> people with tattoos. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. Yeah, going. so. W- what I would say about his decision to get that tattoo was that it was driven by sort of the so the influence of someone he was dating who who had many tattoos. So there was like some pre- I, I guess just you know pure his penis pre- pressure there. Uh, yeah, okay, and um, and then he also like drove a motorcycle and he was all into the, you know Harley Davidson and there's this whole like culture around that and like tattoos is part of it. And this brings me to. Sort of my view of tattoos now is that they are ex- basically very mainstream and they used to be the symbol of rebellion and i think now they're almost the symbol of conformity it's like it's like the conformist guide to be non-conformist is to get a tattoo that's sort of how i look at it so okay maybe you're answering this question already but but bo Mike, would either of you, neither, not one of the three of us has a tattoo, would either of you consider getting a tattoo? Let's start with Mike because I think he just pretty much. Well, okay, now. But he's trying to make some stupid story excuse about how it's too mainstream to get one now. Well, no, I do see. I, it's <laughs> funny. It was cool, he'd still do it, but now that it's mainstream, I'm not going to get one. No, but you know, you know your like inner voice? I, I when you walk around town or whatever, you have like an inner voice that makes commentary on what you see. And I realized yes. my inner voice is a complete jackass if I said half of what was in my head. I think everybody's are. I think, yeah. So, so often I'll see these guys go by with like whole sleeve tattoos. And I always, in my mind, imagine going up to them like, oh, wow. How did you ever think to get a tattoo? You must be such an individual uh, in this really patronizing <laughs> way because every second hipster I see has a sleeve taps tattoo these days. Um, but that being said, like I, I can appreciate the art that's on a lot of it, even though it tends to be of a similar type often. Fire. The only tattoo that I would consider getting and this is maybe speaks to my personality slightly i thought it would be useful to have a tattoo of a ruler on my forearm that was accurate in length so and it would be look like a ruler so it'd be like you know 30 centimeters or 12 inches on the other side and that i would have a known measurement from the tip of my um uh finger my longest finger to the start of the ruler so that i knew that that was a specific measurement so then i could just measure things with my arm and that was and that was the only and I told this to Andrea and she's like, Yeah, I could see you getting that tattoo. So that was the only one I'd ever consider. But I still probably won't get one. A practical a practical tattoo. Well, yeah, it's practical. Like what am I gonna get? A, a sword with a snake wrapped around it? What's that good for? Well, I think that's so I'm gonna answer the question. Yeah, go ahead. Both and, of us. Yeah. And I've often considered getting a tattoo. And I think the thing that keeps me from doing it is just that it's kind of you're a pussy and it hurts. No, it's not that. It's more just I can't ever pick what to put on. I think Mike's sort of sort of driving at that a lot of tattoos like there are like I don't know tattoo tropes, right? Like that we've talked about that don't seem like you'd want something original, which means I'd have to pay somebody or know somebody to get something original made for me, like as a something to work from, I suppose, and then to have that put on. It's starting to sound like too much work, and, you know, I'm just like, I don't think so. Um, and so that's always kind of been a major deterrent for me. Um, See, I don't yeah. have a tattoo, but 
I'm not necessarily against getting one. It, my my thing was when I I recognized when I was a kid. You know when people are first getting tattoos in their early twenties or even in their uh, even in their late teens, you always think to yourself, if you're smart, yeah. how, how is this tattoo going to look around the retirement home pool uh, <laughs> when I'm eighty? Uh, is it going to look ridiculous or is it going to look, is it going to look awesome? What is timeless? You know, it's the same thing with, with, with anything like what is timeless? What is dated? What having a tattoo says something about you, not having a tattoo says something about you. But once you choose to have a tattoo and Mike said, Mike made the point and I, I somewhat agree with that, the, the conformity thing that it used to be a rebellious thing. Now it's like everybody's got them. That said, once you choose to have a tattoo, it can be of anything. So the, the ability to sort of say something about yourself or, or um, have a ruler to be able to measure things. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that, but it's still that, that says something about, that says something about Mike as well. It says he's practical or whatever. Um, but you know you see you'll see people that will either reflect their reflect their heritage like a lot of Samoans in particular have um you know tribal tattoos there's a lot of stuff like that right um so, so now i'm older i feel that like first off i have a daughter i could easily just do a heart with my daughter's name in it that'd be a cop out tattoo but at least i wouldn't feel bad about it uh uh, later. And so it, it, it's one of those things that now, if I got a tattoo now as a, an, an adult whose tastes are kind of firmly enshrined, I could really sort of reflect my individuality uh, through a tattoo. And I feel like I could make a choice now that wouldn't look ridiculous later. So I'm not necessarily opposed to it for that reason. Although the pain thing, uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm a pussy. I, I, that would be a big that, turnout. That's where where I have a hard time with it because I feel like tattoos are very significant. They're very strong um, signs that like they, they have cultural value to people. People in tr like they take them very seriously in terms of what they say about you, not just the tattoos themselves, but the fact that you have one. And I have this inherent belief of like impermanence, like the person I am this year is not the person I am three years ago. And there's this sense of picking something that is, quote, timeless. Like, I guess if I was, I don't know. You could expand on it, though, right? If, if I was part of a cultural group, like, I don't know, um, that I have I knew that I'm going to be part of for life, then maybe it would have some significance, some of the tattoos. But apart from that, if I'm just left to choose what's cool, I'm going to choose wrong, like, 100% of the time. And I think that's most people. They may look beautiful, but... Um, there's a sense of impermanence to the way people are. We're not the people we are five years ago. And tattooing yourself something loaded with meeting, I think, runs a high risk of running headlong. Into I, stuff I think like that's that. I think that's a super good point. And, uh, and uh, if I if I just think back about myself from when I was, say, a teenager to my early 20s to my late 20s to my early 30s i guess i'm man i'm getting old you're uh, in your mid 30s mid now, i'm on almost over the hump there into my later 30s but um i'm very different yeah as you say very different person and things that i thought were cool or that i was into at certain times i might now think are obnoxious or annoying and knowing that that has happened in the past of things that i liked or or and that hasn't happened for everything 
that I liked or disliked. But knowing that that has happened uh, gives me enough insight about myself to be like, if I today am like, I'll get a ruler tattooed on my arm, that's awesome. Maybe in 10 years, I'm going to be like, what a stupid tattoo. Why did I get that? Actually, ruler? me and Crofton like, were already thinking that. We're just being I was nice. thinking yeah. that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, but I, and I understand and that that's, that is totally valid. Because uh, And this is it about tattoos being a personal thing. Because for me, I feel like I have not changed much for quite a while. And I feel like. I'll vouch for that. <laughs> I've known Crofton a long time and he sticks to his guns. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly similar to how I was. Maybe I'm more, more I'm more comfortable and more confident in, in in like, you know, it used to be things like I, I said music festivals I think were bullshit in a previous episode. Old Crofton might have been like still in denial of the fact that he thinks that he would have been more like uh trying to trying to fit in. So I, I still have evolving tastes like but at the same point, I feel like I could make an educated uh, choice uh, for a tattoo. Here, here's here's a funny thing about about me though, and one of the reasons I never wanted a tattoo, it was also I got the first cell phone I ever got was an iPhone, and uh, when I got that, it was because um, I was uh, in love with the technology. But most people had had a cell phone. Everybody had cell phones before the first iPhone. They were all texting like by hitting the same number three times in a row or whatever. And so it was, I was really late to the party to get a, to get, uh, um, to, to get a cell phone. And at that time, and my justification for not getting a cell phone was if ever I was on the run from the FBI or something, I didn't want them to be able to track me down or have like a chip on me that they could, they could detect. Privacy concerns. Privacy concerns. And another thing is I played these games like Police Quest or whatever when I was a kid where like you go through the files as a police officer and one of the big things on each person's file it would say is distinctive scars and tattoos. Uh, (laughs) And and so I was like, man, as soon as I put a tattoo on myself, unless it's a barbed wire around the bicep, it probably doesn't limit me in any way. It, it's really going to help. It's going to really help cops narrow me down if I am ever on the it's run. It's true. Like if Are my you, brother would be in trouble, they're like, we've got an APB out and a guy with a screaming <laughs> Grim Reaper tattoo with a piston coming out of a pirate ship. It's, it's pretty specific. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Harrison Ford in The Fugitive, he goes, he has his big beard at the beginning and then he goes and he shaves it. And they're like, oh, God, where did he go? We can't Who is him. he now? We can't find him anymore. Your brother, your brother has a giant handlebar mustache, could just shave it, go clean shave his head walk out with with like a tank top on and they'll be like well that's the guy with the screaming grim reaper and the piston on his shoulder well well crofton you can probably check that off your list of reasons not to get a tattoo because there's this stuff called dna and fingerprints which are also good ways of police to catch you and because of like the surveillance state like if you commit a crime you're probably going to get caught Especially knowing you, you're lazy (laughs) enough that you just get tired and be like, whatever, I'll give up. (laughs) I give up. It was worth it. That's the funniest part that somehow either you know you're a latent criminal and you're just admitting it to us now or that you actually believe there would be a scenario in your life where you you, yeah, you I, would be a criminal like you're a pretty upstanding respectful responsible I, I know. friendly I watch a lot you're of like, movies 
I'm not closing the door on that criminal activity. Yeah, I I just, I'm not ready to. to... I, if I needed to steal bread from my family, I wanted that option to be there. <laughs> okay, back to the tattoos. I don't want to get too. I want to talk about Crofton's, Crofton's latent criminal uh... Uh, criminal endeavors he might undertake. Um, here's the other thing about getting a tattoo: is I would be like, you go into the tattoo shop. There are tattoo shops everywhere, and I know enough about art to know that not that many people are that good at art <laughs> i would be like gauntlet laid or thrown what is well it? okay and so here's the other thing one of my favorite things on the internet are picture lists of tattoo fails they're if you have not googled these you should because they're they're hel- pretty spectacular yeah. they're hilarious and and like and mostly like misspelled words like, oh just, god like stick figure type or the best too, like. are like portraits of a baby that someone who has no business doing a portrait quality art has done and you're just like oh sweet jesus what is that <laughs> and so so like you're taking a bit of a risk the other day um one of andrea's old friends was over and she was going to get a tattoo uh that afternoon and i was like and i was just like oh make sure they don't let the intern do it on you because, like, you, you know, you want to make sure that it's not like so. Because at some point, it's somebody's first tattoo, right? You don't, you're not born having done thousands of tattoo and mastered the art. And every time you take up a new art, whether it be painting, drawing, there's like a slight learning curve, even if you're already an accomplished artist. You know, how does the shading work when you're tattooing? Those people have to experiment on someone. They got to figure it out. You make mistakes, but then you've made mistakes and it's sort of permanent. Like, you know, maybe so I'd be like, you're always taking a bit of a risk when you get a tattoo of like, how good is a person really? Are they going to screw up what you want? And can you live with that? I guess there are like famous tattoo people that you got to book like crazy in advance and stuff like known known tattoo artist i'll tell you like i know those tattoo fails exist but i am actually quite impressed at the amount of people that have tattoos that aren't epic fails like for the amount of people that have tattoos like because i agree with you not that many people are great at art but yet so i guess a lot of them are stencils or something i don't understand how well they are tracing like what they do is they get the stuff they apply to skin and then they're just tracing it so they're not maybe the hard art they've done before on paper and, and transferred it to this thing that goes onto your skin but Still, like, there's just there's room for error, is all I'm saying, and it's like uh, you are right. You do make a good point. I've seen a lot of pretty good quality tattoos around as well. So yeah, when I watch um, pro wrestling, which I think we talked about on, on, on a previous uh, podcast, every the wrestlers to brand themselves often get tattoos like you see their sort of tattoos growing as as the longer they're with the company and that sort of thing and uh and and it's because like you know they're engaged in this showmanship in which they're not wearing any clothes uh for the most part so how do you brand yourself how do you express your individuality you do it through this through drawing or you know on on your skin and i think that the appealing part of tattoos is the ability to sort of uh heart wear your heart on your sleeve almost literally um uh and and to to say it's sort of like the almost the ultimate demonstration of confidence in yourself by saying like 
look, look at me, look at, you know, what I'm into or what I appreciate. Because, you know, like I use the example of pro wrestling right now. I don't go around yelling to everyone, hey, I like pro wrestling. Because honestly, it's kind of embarrassing sometimes. And uh, with with tattoos, you are literally putting yourself out there. And so, I mean, I do I do find that kind of interesting and almost yeah. brave from the people just, who do wear tattoos. Just think Old Crofton might have gotten a WWF tattoo somewhere <laughs> on his body <laughs> and there's no more wwf now you'd have to get all. a little panda logo beside yeah that's i would just life. update it you know with the panda <laughs> but also you'd be embarrassed now whereas maybe back then you might not have been as embarrassed about being a fervent wrestling fan it would it it would be retro bow now I, I think there's also like an element of people with the tattoos of trying to like i don't know somehow prove they're like hardcore whatever that means well, tattoos, like, don't they have, um, isn't there, like, a rite of passage thing? Like, I think I met somebody who had, it wasn't a fancy tattoo. It was a tattoo done by amateurs. I think it was done in some war that they were a part of, that people who were in World War II or something like that gave each other these tattoos as, as some sort of symbol, something to take with them to, like, never forget kind of thing. Like, that, the tattoos have that history, But I think right? that, that was bad. Yeah, like, history, I'm talking more the current regime of tattoos. I like, know, uh, but that's where the hardcore, I think, comes from. Well, yeah, like, certainly. But I think, like, when I think of people like, say, Justin Bieber, okay, who I always think of as, like, his music seems like the most generic pop music ever. He just, the way he dresses seems... Like someone has just said, this is what's in among the people you represent, so wear it. He looks absolutely uninspired and like the – he's like the leader of the mainstream sort of youth. And then it's like he gets a bunch of tattoos and when I saw some pictures of him, I was just like, obviously. Like obviously, of course, because now he wants to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a bad boy too. I got to get some tattoos. And it just seems so obvious and boring and like – the other guy I think of like that is that who's that soccer player from Britain all ladies like he's old David uh, Beckham. Beckham yeah Beckham so he gets like sleeve tattoos he's like oh yeah I'm hardcore now or whatever that was a British accent but see uh, I do <laughs> I do think what you're you're doing there is uh and and I think there's some uh, validity in doing that is there's tattoos and then there's the people that get tattoos right there's tattooing and there's people and and the for the large part of of people that 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 I used to meet, and when you were using the rebellious sort of um, appeal of tattoos, when you're speaking about them earlier, like you you do get those guys where you immediately judge them. You're making prejudgments based on what what they're what they have. Like if I see a guy with like uh, you know ar- uh, barbed wire on his bicep, I'm like, all right, I have <laughs> I have opinions before even speaking to him. He's taking a risk because he's. Uh, you know, putting himself out there with this, but it, 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 I, I'm, you know, developing opinions. It's opinions I have about a lot of people, uh, with tattoos. And while yeah. I use the example of, uh, of, you know, Samoan heritage earlier or whatever, and there's, there's plenty of other things like that. My general, uh, belief is similar to Mike's, which is that most people I know that get, get tattoos fall into certain neat categories like are you guys familiar with tramp stamps yes, <laughs> yes. okay the these are these are tattoos that women generally will get in the low on the lower back area um and i think fancy cursive writing 
Yes, butterflies with their wings spread out or something like that. The the, the thing is, is that I think there's something about that being not as painful an area. That's like a, I think there's like a completely unjustified and derisive term for that. Tramp? Oh, well, we didn't, well, it's just didn't po- make it I, up. I didn't I, make it I, up. No, no, I know you didn't make it up. I'm just, I'm adding that to the conversation. It does sound, it does sound a bit. Because uh, that to me encapsulates like, it's like, because you're saying, Mike, that Tattoos are mainstream, and I think to a certain group and maybe a certain type of urbanite they are. But in you know my most recent workplace, we had a gentleman with tattoos. We asked him to cover it up, and in those those kind of workplace, you know, dominate in a lot of urban areas. And there are lots of people who have that conservative mindset that certain people engage in getting tattoos, and they're kind of maybe dumb or they're shady or whatever, and. You know, they might people might not be openly derisive towards people who get tattoos, but generally it's still not wholly accepted as like, cool, you got a tattoo, whatever. Come work in this bank with us and uh, show off your tattoos. Because, you know, a lot of these uh, corporate cultures in terms of code of conduct and appearance and all that kind of stuff don't accept, you know, that kind of thing very willingly. They may have to because of law. Uh, because of you know discrimination for physical appearance, which you know once you make something a tattoo, it's part of you. Yeah, it's be- um, and it's becoming more accepted. Like I'm seeing it more in the workplace. It's becoming more accepted, but there's plenty of culture that, that does not accept. It still ruffles people. And it's tie- um, tying in more and more with the hipster uh, life. A lot of hipsters, uh, which is sort of the. Um, the subculture of our time, like I think, hipsters just want to take from everything. Though. Well, uh, but I think <laughs> if you look back at this moment in time, one of the things like that will will stem from it is this was the, the a time period of hipsters, and uh, I associate hipsters as having uh, tattoos. And I going back to Mike's brother, he I think you're seeing uh, the rise of a lot of people like Mike's brother who have a tattoo, but then go. It, 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 and it's fairly large, but go to work, button shirt, you know, uh, uh, belt, yeah, he's a pants, shirt, public servant. And, yeah, uh, and, then, and then, and then, yeah, and then clocks uh, run out, goes into the parking lot, uh, gets on his motorcycle, you know, puts on a different outfit, and he's got his tattoo or whatever. And, and like it's it's almost like two two personas, if you will. So there's a lot of people that hide hide their tattoos. Uh, there's a lot of people you would not even know have. I guarantee there are people I know that do not have tattoos that have tattoos that I do not know about. Sorry. Yeah, you hear um, about those people all all the time. I met I met a guy at work today who had a tattoo. I did no clue. It was a very small one, somewhere innocuous, but. This brings up the neck and face tattoo, uh, which is people who are like real hardcore, you know, they get it like on their face. Well, I was recently, as you guys know, and maybe some of our listeners, I was out in uh, Nelson, British Columbia for a while. And it's kind of a hippie town. And there was this kid I kept seeing on the street, kid, because like he might have been 18. And he was sort of look, you know, he was this kind of hippie. I don't know if he had dreadlocks, but long hair. And he had tattoos all over his face. And they looked horrible. Like, I don't even know what they were. They were like lines with like things hanging off them and like not tears, but like dots and things all over his face. And I felt like I knew him like, what are you, 19 years old? Like, you probably don't know what you're doing with the life. You can't commit to anything. But you commit to that. Like, you get lines all over your face. Like, forever, you're like, oh. It just seems like it's – but maybe that's part of it with some of that stuff to be like, yeah, I'm going to, like, imprint this part of my life on me, even if it's in a place like face, neck, because that's who I am now and it will walk with me through life even if I change. And maybe you got to respect that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I... – Generally, like, that's the whole conversation is you don't know whether someone got their tattoo from 
a valid, really good cultural, uh, traditional reason from the from from maybe their family or their upbringing or they survive something or they're part of some motorcycle club a la sons of anarchy and they get skulls on them for every person they kill and that's deeply spiritual and meaningful to them or it's just the whimsy of a teenaged or immature mind trying to fit in doing it for the wrong reasons when you'd stop to judge someone on the street for their tattoo you can't really know because you can decide whether it's like in good like what a great piece of art that must be of significance or if it's nasty it's and it's like well they must have also not had a deep reason for wanting to do it when i don't think those two you can evaluate on the same vector it, um it is yeah, fun so. it, it is funny though because like we talk about this and and i know i i'm as guilty of it as the next person but like racism is is all about evaluating people by the way they look, you know, um, and before you know anything about them as an individual, uh, and, and tattoos, it feels like, it feels like I'm doing that. I'm seeing someone and I'm making a judgment call, even though I don't know anything about them. Now, in some cases it has to do with the tattoo, like the, the tattoo says something about themselves, but sometimes it's just because they have a tattoo or that they, they have a, a tattoo uh, uh, that's the whole length of their leg. So I'm making a judgment call that this person is like this. I haven't even met them or whatever, just based on, on what yeah, they're like wearing. Yeah, like if you meet you know? a guy with like a Pittsburgh Steelers tattoo on his face, which I've seen on the internet, you know, he's really committed <laughs> fan to the Pittsburgh. Hey, wait. It was wait. a homemade one, too. It looked horrible. He, like, it's the corporate logo for a, a sports franchise? Oh, yeah. You see lots oh, yeah. of... Oh, yeah. There's got to be... Like, maybe that means a lot. Maybe his <laughs> father worked for that team his whole life, and he works for them, and yeah, but and it's their whole I life. Can. And you don't know. But I don't. my immediate judgment is, what a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> like... like <laughs> but I mean, so, so, but here's the thing: like Crofton's points, like I'd say, have valid in the sense that, yeah, you shouldn't be judged by how you look, how you present yourself, how you dress to some extent. But at the same time, you're making. We talked about dress codes once, and this came up a little bit. Uh, it is a choice how you want to present yourself, and you guess can be judged by those choices. Uh, so you know, you want to put tattoos on yourself. It's not like a component of your being other than when you have chosen it, when you weren't born with it or whatever. You put it on and people may judge it uh, and, and maybe they'll judge it wrongly, uh, but they may. And it's just in the same way that the clothes you put on in the morning, uh, you know, people will say it says something about you as you as you, if you when you leave the house in the morning. Tattoos the same way, except you can't change it, you know, um, yeah. well, you can, but it's painful. Apparently, the, the removal. It's not easy to change. I'm just about ready for verdicts. I don't know about what you guys. I think so, too. I'm trying to think if I left anything on the floor. There's lots of things. We didn't talk about prison tattoos. Well, again, a little bit. Like, it's rite of passage, (laughs) right? Prison tattoo. We've been to prison. I was in Sing Sing for 20 years. (laughs) Bo made the example of the World War tattoos uh, or the uh, war tattoos. And, And there is, like, there are different reasons for tattooing and 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 one of them um could be cultural and another could be experience and you know uh, to commemorate a shared experience like i'm not i'm not judging this one one way or another but the um all the people who played the fellowship of the ring in the lord of the rings movies all collectively went and got after the filming or during the filming of the movies, a, a, uh, the same tattoo, I forget what it is. Uh, but it was to commemorate. 
Yeah, I think it was something in Elvish, like a character in Elvish or something. It was to commemorate the experience that they had filming those movies, right? So, I mean, it was it was something to tie them together and this sort of thing, and uh, and and the same is true with the prison thing. It's a different uh, type of experience. I think. Hang on, it was a tattoo of the word nine. Oh, I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, let's not look it up. Let's not yeah. give it any more credibility than it deserves. Uh, They're a bunch oh, of hipsters, okay. those actors. Jeez. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying Fine. there's like there's there's culture and tradition. There's experience. And then there's there is like – uh, individuality or reflecting, you know, reflecting oneself. These are all reasons that people would sort of cling to in terms of in terms of getting a tattoo. Some of them more valid than others, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and but. I would just like to touch on that because again, we, his, the history of it, and like we talked about, like Samoan culture, and I think that's one of the places where tattooing first was done, and it's a certain like Papua New Guinea and places like that. And then I think it was sailors, like often British sailors, who'd be going around the world doing what they did, sailing and whatever, and they get these tattoos in these foreign places and come back with tattoos. And they were kind of a different a different uh, class of, uh, of people. You see the sailor with the tattoos, you know, whatever. But now it's essentially like, you know, you know, you guys know me, highly commercialized. Like this stuff is like there are tattoo stores, for lack of a better word, all over town. And it's just like you just walk into the store and get a tattoo. It's a little bit of a contrived thing, you know? It's not like it was when you were someone who, you know, you spent time in the West Indies on a ship trying not to get scurvy, and then you came back with a tattoo. Now you're like, sweet, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go down to the store and get a tattoo to my face. And, and it's just different. It's like... It's like anything else. It's just you just go and buy it at the store. It's it is it is more mainstream. And you there's know, tattoo sure, everywhere, man. I'm sure I'm sure the people who are into tattoos would love to see uh, it be more accepted because that creates a bigger industry for them. Uh, you know, like you said, there's a store everywhere. Well, they need customers to you know the person doing that Steelers tattoo is probably like I guess like it's not my favorite project I've ever done, but. You're gonna give me a thousand bucks? Okay, let's do this. We should we you should know. Google that image for the for when you release the show. You should put that. Uh, there's probably so many great ones. Oh, it's there's lots of easier, that tattoos. It'll be there. much easier than the circumcision one, um, <laughs> which was kind of horrific. Uh, yeah, it was it was funny as if to like crystallize the um, the the tattoo thing. And I try never to Google during this show or whatever. Uh, but I I I did a Google image search of the rocks tattoo because he has he's Samoan and he he had this really like sort of reflecting of his heritage. He had all the, the, this uh, professional tattoo artist do this big arm uh, tattoo, and I've always thought it looks pretty cool and it really works with him. And and I thought that was the good thing of tattoos. And then when I, when I did the image search for the rocks tattoo. There, there were a bunch of photos of the rock and his tattoo, and then there were a bunch of photos of stupid white guys or whatever who had the rock tattoo. Copied so the rock tattoo. They literally went so and unique. be like, "Wow, the rock looks awesome. I want that tattoo. I'll put it on." And and like, there's a big story behind it. Like each <laughs> thing is about his Samoan heritage and all this, and they're like, "Oh man, that looks wicked. I got it." You know, like, <laughs> but the, like that's a, that's like a case in point of like some like some of these things have like cultural legitimacy in the sense that they're ingrained in thousands of years of heritage. If you're Samoan, and if you're some like white kid in the suburbs who's 
like, yo, I'm legit. I want to go get a hardcore tattoo, sleeves all of my arm, or like Japanese tattoos, you know, those kind of like Yakuza. That's a popular kind of type that people get. It's like, what are you? You're not Japanese. Like, who are you? You're just taking that culture. And anyways, I'm ready to give a verdict. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I wonder what it's gonna be. I'm still laughing about sailors, whatever they do, sailing. I guess <laughs> just sailing the seven seas, like, Bo. They're just sailing around. What is thing? Whatever it is, sailors do. Sailing. <laughs> they do lots of stuff. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get the ball rolling here. Um, tattoos, if you know, and I'm. I'm gonna admit full on. Like I'm kind of. My bias is clear here. I'm not big into tattoos. I think tattoos. We have this verdict uh, that I think tattoos fit into perfectly, which is bullshit. And I'm giving that. Moo at home, cow. It's one of those things, it's, they're just kind of whatever. You know, they're so mainstream now, they've lost that kind of rebellious quality that they once had. You know, some there's, there's artistic value in it. You know, so, sometimes they're neat things, you mean something, you want to get them, great, you don't want to get them, whatever. I don't know, I just I, I just think they're a, they're a bullshit thing. If it works for you, fine, if it, you know, they look stupid half the time. <laughs> so that, that's They're too mainstream. Thing. Yeah, they're too mainstream. mainstream. Well, and other things too. All right, Crofton, you go. Oh, putting the pressure on me, Avo. That's right. Um, My turn to go last this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I'm gonna have to say uh, that Hodgins is right. Uh, tattoos are, in fact, bullshit. And um, I last episode we talked about vegetarians and vegetarianism as being a brave thing. We used that term a couple of times. Uh, and it kind of bothered me as I thought about it a little more because I was like, you know, it's not really that brave. It, it's tough to be a vegetarian, but not necessarily uh, brave. But with tattoos, it's kind of the same deal in that that not having a tattoo is the easiest thing you can possibly do. Uh, you don't do anything. You don't suffer any pain. You don't have to make any decisions. You just don't get a tattoo. Uh, getting a tattoo involves a bunch of stuff. It involves pain. It involves, um, it, it involves wearing your heart on your sleeve to a certain extent. Like I, there's a lot of people, I make judgment calls, but there's a lot of people who have tattoos that I, I legit legitimately respect for being brave enough to share that with people um, and, and brave enough uh, to go through the whole process. Uh, but I just like, there's just enough, like anything, there's just enough dumb people who have kind of taken what was culturally significant, what was a, a, a shared experience and just made it ridiculous. So while I really like certain aspects of tattooing, there are other aspects of it that just make me roll my eyes so far back in my head I can't see anymore. So for that reason, bullshit fits me perfectly. I'm going to say bullshit. All right. Well, I wish I had gone before Crofton now because I feel a little confused. Um, but I'm just going to go with what I initially thought. Uh, tattoos, on the surface, like I'm, I'm pro people doing artistic things. So I like the idea of people painting and making, writing 
stories and doing all kinds of artistic stuff and to do that on your own body seems perfectly fine kind of like a a very precious canvas that has a is a finite resource you can always make more normal canvases or whatever the hell they're made out of but you know your body is limited as to what it can be put on there and it has this significance as to what you put on it represents you culturally has meaning for a lot of other people people take it very seriously um, but that being said, you know, I echo a little bit of, you know, like Mike's really sort of captured that essence of, look, most of what people put on their bodies is stupid or it's mainstream and copied. And Crofton has, uh, you know, told us a story about The Rock and the people copying his sleeves and having no originality. Um, so there's a lot of crap to do with this precious resource of your own epidermis as a canvas. That being said, I think there are examples of beautiful um, tattoos out there. And I think it's a good thing to want to uh, use your body, like make your body better in that way by putting some kind of expression on top of that. So I'm teetering and I've come to a decision right here live as I've been delivering this <laughs> thing. Because, because I've been teetering between two. I'm going to say tattoos are good. And I'm not going to let the fact that there are so many crappy tattoos and so much <laughs> crap examples taint the fact that a good tattoo can have a very important significance and be really deep and meaningful. So I just think people need to respect the dangerous land they walk in when they start to think about giving themselves a tattoo. Well, I I'd love you. to have an awesome tattoo, but I haven't had an opportunity to have them. Uh, well, I commend you, Bo. I think someone uh, had to give tattoos good even though i couldn't be me (laughs) it could be be someone if you our dear listeners have opinions on how we are idiots for our views on tattoos or have awesome tattoos uh then uh please get in touch with us you can email us uh goodbadbull at gmail.com uh or uh you can send us a tweet at goodbadbull and you can find out all this information on our website goodbadbull.com you can also of course subscribe to the podcast on stitcher itunes and you can like us on facebook if you like us yeah and also if they want to support us oh the patreon thing yeah, yeah. we got a thing on patreon. patreon uh if you want to support the show yeah, Bo's mom can't be our only supporter, folks. It's true. First of all, we need to thank my mother for supporting us with Thanks, a whole five dollars a month. That's a big Some, support. Someone's got to get the ball rolling. Yeah, it's like sixty bucks a year, man. Um, someone's got to get the ball rolling, and she's That's our half of fan, Netflix. And she's exactly. And you know what? We're worth it. Our content is way more unique and special than a bunch of uh, you know rehashed uh, television programs. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Oh, you hear that? Something's happening here. There's some birds. Birds are coming in. All right, and they've got a letter. So as we mentioned on the top of the show, we got a letter from a Mr. Andrew Delaney. And uh, it's reads Hi, as Andrew. follows. <laughs> um, it says, Dear Bo. Um, and I'm sure he meant to say Mike and Crofton, but uh, he didn't. No, he yeah. likes Bo. But it's okay. Uh, I just recently wrote my final law school paper for St. John's in New York. Um, I assume that's the university. On the subject of circumcision. Since I know you have covered this issue, I thought you might be interested in reading it, especially given the overwhelmingly positive feedback I have gotten from others I have shared it with. Let me know, and I would be happy to send along a copy to you. So um, I did ask him for a copy, and we got back a 39-page paper. And the one thing I will say is this. 
I've written university papers. I've always done my best to research as little as possible because <laughs> I'm like a creative writer and I can't write these things properly. And to me, this was a, if, if I had this when I was in university, I'd try and model my efforts on actually doing a good paper because even though I didn't check all of his sources, it felt really well researched and really well articulated. Um, so I'll say that off the bat. Um, it was a good paper. I, yeah. I I read it and I appreciate it. it was Andrew, right? I appreciate Andrew you sending it in because he, you know, on this show we talk about things on the fly and we gather whatever knowledge we have and we you know chit chat about it. And sometimes we don't know all that much. We don't know shit. Uh, well, yeah, we know a little. We're Circumcision. Like, I think I said I don't really know what to make of it. Was my yeah? Maybe that's why Andrew sent it. In. But so he did an excellent job of comparing because we very at the start talked about female genital mutilation we're like okay let's agree that's bad and he kind of laid the two up and the arguments for used for and against and uh female genital mutilation and kind of lined those up on the arguments around male circumcision and it was pretty convincing in this in the sense that they seemed more similar than not i mean granted some of the extreme forms of female genital mutilation really do go uh you know above and beyond and do seem quite quite horrible uh, but a lot of them were were almost very very similar just like re- he pointed out just removal of the clitoral hood uh very similar to just removing of the foreskin in terms of anatomy and that made up like 35% of like stats statistics like that he sent and also yeah. he also pointed out that it was started in the US be- to stop boys from masturbating because it's harder to masturbate we didn't talk about this if you don't have a foreskin and i was like man interesting and you wouldn't and like Failed. so let, let me let me confirm that it's that not harder not to masturbate uh, i look I, t- I bet you it is <laughs> and you don't you guys don't have a foreskin <laughs> that's what i'm saying I'm, this is from the horse's mouth well do you use lubrication no oh hmm, interesting you have to uh, okay <laughs> anyways all i'm saying was that i mean Andrew, sometimes andrew's paper I, I gave that a rating of 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 bullshit and i would change it to bad based on his paper and I, I want to echo what you said there, too. There's a few other things in there. One was people seem to be okay with shitting on female, muti- female uh, genital mutilation, but that actually male circumcision, even as a topic for debate in, in law, is, is like, no, you can't talk about it. Like, you're not of this religion. Let's not have a discourse. You're not qualified to speak on it. It's, it's a sacred sort of thing to a lot of its religious groups. And that always stymies science, right? Where it's like, no, no, we can't examine this thing. Just accept things for what they are. Your examination is an affront to all of us. And, you know, you shut things down by being insulted. Where I think, and the paper fully convinced me that I will not be circumcising my children... Um, because basically, as far as I can tell, and it kind of confirms my sense of it, is there's no point to any of it. Yeah. It's just for stupid religious reasons. And I say stupid because I'm an atheist. I think doing <laughs> things for religious reasons is stupid. I respect and, your religion, but that doesn't make it any less stupid. And I sometimes funny, masturbate funny without because, lotion. Uh, it's stupid, go, but I still do. Okay. <laughs> but, go ahead, Carl. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny uh, that this came up when it did, uh, just because um, there's like a moment, a ze- like a moment in the zeitgeist here with regards to circumcision, a topic that honestly I had given no brain space towards for a, a long time 
But uh, in Canada here, we've had a woman that's, um, that's essentially ran off with, with her son to avoid him getting circumcised. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, um, uh, it's been a high-profile court case where she's, she's broken down crying in court because uh, her son is going to now be circumcised. Meanwhile, Richard Dawkins, who is a prominent atheist and thinker, has been uh, tweeting all week about um, circumcision, making much the same arguments as Andrew has made in his paper. So, I mean, it, it's a, a topic of conversation that apparently is 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 prominent right now, which is good. It's and good one, that people are talking about it. It is. And the one thing we did talk about was sort of cultural uh, momentum. Uh, and like in, in the U.S. and Canada, like as you're saying, most of the men of our generation are circumcised. And again, I, like I said before, I don't think anyone who's circumcised should feel bad about it. It's just whatever in a way. But when you have that cultural momentum, it's it's hard to look at things objectively because there's emotions involved. And he pointed out that a lot of women in certain African places were like, no, like we want our, we want our daughter circumcised. So he really did a good job of lining up how similar they were and how here – in in this part of the world, anyways, we're like, oh, female genital musician is horrible. But circumcision, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyways, I just want to thank Andrew again because it was really interesting. And I hope other people, you know, want to enlighten us on things that uh, we don't necessarily are not the experts about. Please, you know, let us know. Yeah, I want to say thank you as well. I was pleasantly surprised to receive this. Yeah, it was. A good, I hope you got an A because it was a good yeah. paper. Like, I, <laughs> you know what? Let's give him uh, our verdict on the paper, Mike. Uh, I think the, his paper was good. Andrew Delaney, you got a good on good, bad, or bullshit. Yeah. I think that's – we'll give you one good. We're not going to do the three goods. We only have so much time. Yeah. And, but uh, uh, you get a good from us. So uh, for uh, Bo, if our listeners want to say anything to you about this or any other topic, circumcision or tattoos. Uh, listen, if you want to talk to me about my, you know, the plight of being circumcised, you can reach out to me. <laughs> You've been on, victimized, Bo. On Twitter. You know what? My rights have been taken away from me. I've had a part of my body uh, removed from me without my consent, and it's affected my adult life. I don't want to grow it back. I'm not a crazy person. Things are fine. I'm not going to blow it out of proportion, but I've been victimized by the system. <laughs> it's good at least we can laugh about it. Like, I mean, you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not like, it's, it hasn't ruined my, like, I have to put things in perspective. But you, a thing is what it is. And it's like, it clearly was removing something from me unnecessarily. Yeah, so you can find me at Bo Schwartz if you want to talk to me about my circumcised penis or about video <laughs> oh, games. Oh, God. All right. It's a good thing we have explicit content on this show. And Crofton, where can our listeners get at you? <laughs> uh, they can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter, which I'm seriously thinking about having tattooed across my forehead, like just at Crofton oh, Steers. I feel like, I feel like A, it'll tell people what my name is, and B, I feel like Twitter will be here forever, man. It'll never change. That's It'll a, be timeless. That's a good idea, Crofton. I've actually been, you know, I've done some arts, and I thought I've never tried tattooing, so maybe I can do that for you. Uh, I gotta try. You know, I gotta start somewhere. It's so. everybody's first time once, Mike. And as everyone knows, you can't find me because I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be found <laughs> except by the NSA. <laughs> Stupid Twitter. Whatever. Maybe I'll get a barcode tattooed to my head, make a statement against the man. Yeah, so it was almost, uh, yeah, tattoos. I feel bad if I ever get my brother to listen to this episode. He's going to be like, hey, you're, yeah. you're crapping on my, my Grim Dang. Reaper skeleton tattoo. Basically, we, he was the whipping boy for this episode. <laughs> well, it was someone. just like, who do we know with a dumb tattoo? Hey, my brother has one. Yeah. But, to, you know, 
I'd argue, I, I don't know that I've seen it or I don't remember it. I'd, I'd say maybe you're being a little mean. You do mean. <laughs> well, he's a my brother. I can get Just let me ask you this question, Mike, because I've always been curious about, um, you know, I have a ba baby girl now, and at one point she's going to grow up, and she might decide to have a tattoo. And, like, I brought her into this either. world. Oh, God. <laughs> I brought her into this world as my, <laughs> my wife did. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't assholey of all at all for you to be like and suggest trips. <laughs> well, Crofton, are, are you guys done here? I'm, you I'm, get, I'm okay, asking so you a question. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm asking you a question here. Uh, so, come into this world, and 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 then she'd grow up and get a tattoo. It's her right to do so. But you'd think it would like maybe emotionally affect me. My question to you is, how did your mother react? to uh seeing your brother's tattoo well you know the answer to this question because I, I i don't think i remember well, she cried she cried oh no because she was like that's her baby her firstborn baby and he's a screaming a screaming and he's molested himself with a tattoo he has a screaming skeleton grim reaper holding a piston i <laughs> hope you're happy richard you made your mother cry i think she's Aww. come to terms with it now my aunt thought it was cool i think <laughs> uh, to be a cool aunt. So, Crofton, if your child gets a tattoo, you'll be crying. I think that's what. Oh yeah, I think that's what Mike's trying to say. She'd be like, would, "Daddy, you find it Pittsburgh Steelers tattoo uh, just above my belt line." As long as she doesn't get a Toronto Maple Leafs tattoo, or again. that's what she'll get. <laughs> the children have a way of doing that. It'll be a Toronto Maple Leafs, and she'll be listening to bass. Oh. Music from her bedroom they, at the music festival. Dad, you don't understand me. a piece of my dick off. <laughs> I'll never get it back. <laughs>